on this episode of Free Beer and Real Estate. We know what the demand is like out there right now. If you have 100% and 10% of the people say, I'm not going to buy anymore because rates went up or I just don't feel safe, that's still 90% of the current market of buyers is still in play or 89% or 86%. Hey everyone, it's time again to crack open a cold one and talk real estate with Mike Ferrante from Century 21 Homestar and the 21 Mike team based in Cleveland, Ohio. We are chatting about all things real estate, from agent training, real estate investing, buyer and seller tips, and more. It's free beer and real estate. Hey, everybody. What is up from Cleveland, Ohio? We have a great session for you today. You know we do weekly training, but today is really relevant because we know that interest rates have been rising for mortgages. And I know a lot of people are freaking out about this. Like, oh my God, rates are over 5%. They were just three something uh, six months ago. What does that mean? Is the sky falling? Is the market crashing? Will prices drop? Will sales grind to a halt? We're going to pull up some data today uh, going back as far as the 90s to see what happened in other times when rates went up. So I've got some great data for you. Uh, those of you with video are going to be able to see it. Otherwise, I'll just talk about the numbers. But the quick spoiler alert is that the sky is not falling, that certainly there will be some changes in the market, that uh, rising interest rates always change things. You know, We know there's inflation, et cetera. But we're going to get into some numbers today. Uh, we'll get Tony Geraci's take on it as well. And that's that. So let me do some quick introductions here. Uh, I'm Mike Ferrante with Century 21 Homestar in the Cleveland, Ohio area. I run a team called the 21 Mike Team. And we cover all of like the northern half of Ohio, basically. We've expanded into Columbus, uh, as many of you know. And we sold 555 houses last year. So it was a pretty good year, Tony. And we're going to beat that this year. Uh, so you can also catch us if you're watching on YouTube, please smash that subscribe button. And if you're listening, we take the audio and put this on our podcast. Uh, Tony, you, you've heard the name of the podcast. I don't know, you know what people think about that, but it's free beer in real estate. So, hey, who doesn't like free beer? Right, Tony? I like that name. It's catchy name. And hopefully right. they understand they're not getting free beer uh, in a podcast. <laughs> right. Well, it's free beer tomorrow, we should call it, right? So it's always free beer tomorrow. Exactly. Or or right. yesterday, they missed it. <laughs> right. So Tony Gerasi is broker owner of Homestar. He's been in the business, give or take 30 years. So he knows a thing or two. And Tony, you've seen changing interest rates. And, and so you'll be able to chime in. I've got some hard data for people though, because uh, if you're a realtor, your clients are going to want to know. And if you're a buyer or seller, certainly I'm sure you want to know what that means for either buying or selling or both uh, your, your house. Uh, best way to reach me is Mike at 21mike.com. And you can hit Tony up on his mobile number at 216-374-1269. Always best to text Tony if you need something. Tony's available, as all our Homestar agents know, for coaching and training and problem solving. And uh, certainly Tony loves to talk real estate. I mean, it's really his passion. So even if you just want to talk real estate, hit hit Tony up, please. Tony, let's let's get into the the numbers right away. I want to delve into these. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and share my screen. I know if you're on audio, you can't see this, but we'll talk about it. It will um, it'll it'll all make sense here in just a moment. So let me hit the slideshow here. Tony, just while I'm getting this set up, uh, tell me what's what interest rates have you seen in the past, 
and you know, like, like your homes, like have, have you purchased homes under higher rate and environments and what did that look like? Oh, definitely. Uh, uh, as an industry and as myself, of course, bought at different interest rates. But in the last, uh, I don't know if you had a slide for the last 30 years of interest rates that I've been in the real estate, obviously that's changed a lot. And, but, uh, and I hopefully I'm not jumping the gun here. It's, there's always a piece of the real estate pie. It doesn't stop people from buying or selling because the people have to buy or sell. Nothing ever stops real estate. I, I thought the a pandemic was going to stop real estate and it didn't. <laughs> so that's, right. uh, that's uh, the bottom line there. Yeah. So in general, I don't have a specific slide for interest rates, but we're we're seeing people posting everywhere on Facebook, for example, you know, that by decade by decade, what the average in interest rates have been. And frankly, an interest rate of five or six is on the low end of what interest rates have been. We as realtors have been telling our clients, these threes and fours are just unheard of. So if you can buy a house now, that's a great time. You can afford more. Obviously, as rates rise, your affordability drops. So we got our data here from KCM, which is Keeping Current Matters, great resource for real estate news. If you're just a consumer or a realtor looking for content uh, to put on your social media or just to talk about, KCM has some really great content. And what they do is they monitor all the sources of data for us and kind of sum it up and say, here's what all the experts are, are saying. So while they are predicting, they being the experts and KCM summing this up for us, they're predicting rates will continue to rise, but at a much slower pace. They're saying maybe sixes by the end of the year. Uh, and that's kind of what we're talking about here is, is we see it rising, but at a slower pace. So here's what I wanted to get to is when in past history, recent past history, rates have gone up by more than 1%, what happens? Now, we know that the reason rates are rising is because of inflation. The Fed is doing their thing, raising the Fed funds rate, the bond rate, the 10-year bond rate is changing, and that's all the nuts and bolts of why this happens. But the, the Fed is, is trying to slow down the economy, this incredibly paced economy we have with real estate sales and all these multiple offers and driving prices up so quickly, the price of everything is rising. That's inflation. So they're purposely trying to slow it down. And that's a good thing. At least we think it is. But here we're, we're looking at different times in history, going back to 1994. 1994, rates rose over two points in 14 months. And as you see here, every single time rates have gone up, home prices continued to rise. So Tony, in a time of high inflation, higher rates, it makes sense that prices of things continue to rise. It's not common for prices to drop. So that's kind of the first question. Uh, have you seen this happen? I mean, you've, you've worked and lived through these times as I have. Uh, is there any doubt here that we should expect uh, home prices to continue to rise? Um, that's, uh, okay. It's my crystal ball. <laughs> yes. Yes. Use the crystal ball. My opinion. And I say, CNN is not calling me for my opinion, but my 30 years experience difference is, is that in this market, um, is, uh, I think home price, home purchases for individual homes, uh, when you're living in should be a long-term investment, you know, so increase could, uh, it's like a stock. I think our home prices in certain areas, certain parts, if someone buying today, 
uh, is paying 50, 60, 75,000 over asking price. And then two years from now, three years from now, if the rates go up from to five to seven something percent, they're not going to sell probably my opinion. They're not going to be able to sell it. The value is going to be down. The, I, my opinion, they're, they're in most, a lot of areas, they're not going to be able to get what they got yesterday because when the interest rates go up, it comes down, uh, the price, uh, or the, buying capacity of buyers goes uh, down. Uh, so they have to, they can't afford as much, but if they stay in the house 10, 15 years, who knows what the rate of <laughs> that it could, but overall it should go up just like the stock market. They always say, you know, yeah, it's a long-term investment. You can't, you know, you shouldn't buy stocks for short terms. You might get gains, you might get losses, but uh, over the history of real estate, it's going to go, you know, be up just kind of like when we went through 2008, you know, some people bought in 2000, 2099, but if they, they sold in 90, uh, 2009, you know, 2010, they probably got a lower price. But if they just stayed out till 10 years later, they would have got a lot more. Does that make right, sense right. or is that making it? Certainly. Uh, well, uh, yes, it's, it, it certainly does. Uh, we, so let's, let's talk about rate of appreciation. Again, we, we can't hundred percent predict the future here. We can just say what the tendencies are. We know that for example, in Northeast Ohio, that appreciation is usually around 3% plus or minus in the past few years, it has been five to 12%, depending on where you're at. And, in, and then what I've noticed is in, in the city of Cleveland, where prices plummeted, we have over 100% appreciation on, on certain properties. Certainly that type of pace can't be maintained. And that's what we're looking at here is that in times of high inflation, the appreciation rate during these times when rates were going up ranges from anywhere from 2% to 13%. So in general, we're talking about prices continuing to trend upwards. Okay, now there's two lines here that we want to talk about, and KCM did a really nice little chart for us uh, where they showed us uh, what happened to the number of sales at these same, same times. So in general, we're saying prices will continue to trend upwards, although at a slower pace. I actually have a slide I'm going to show you where some experts talk about how much the prices will continue to increase. And again, these are just predictions from experts. We know that uh, not everyone, not, they, don't they don't have a crystal ball either. But there were two times in the same time frame where home sales dropped by more than 10%. Now, Tony, I know you and I are glass half full kind of guys. So even if home sales dropped by 10%, we know what the demand is like out there right now. If you have a hundred percent and 10% of the people say, I'm not going to buy anymore because rates went up or I just don't feel safe. That's still 90% of the current market of buyers is still in play or 89% or 86%. That's really not going to take a very big bite out of the current demand and supply problem that we have. Shortage of inventory, ton of buyers. Um, so Tony, and then by the way, 96, 98, 2003 and 2012, when we had these rate increases, it basically stayed the same. A couple of years, it went down 2%. And in 04, home sales actually rose 2%. So I know I'm throwing a lot of numbers at you right now, but Tony, does this make sense? And do you have anything to add to this uh, yeah, batch of I data? Yeah, if I could give you just a little di dive into it, just uh, imagine 
what I've been telling agents for forever, but especially more and more now because they see that it changing is like, oh my God, the market, the market. And see how you see these home sales, the amount of home sales, like let's say, let's just fit 14%. So if you're a successful agent and you're doing well and say, we'll just say you're an individual agent and you're uh, selling 50 homes a year, you're like, oh my gosh, the market. So just it comes down 10% next year. So you sell 45 homes next year. Are you going to be out of business? No, maybe it goes down 20%. It go, you go from 50 to uh, 40 houses. Uh, are you going to be out of business? No, you just have a little bit less income. And then also not to dive into, you know who watches these numbers? Companies and brands. Because as a realtor, usually your profit margin is a lot, lot higher than a whole company or a whole industry. So as an industry in general, they hate to see, oh my gosh, it comes down 10, 15% to an agent that sells 50 houses a year. It's still, it's not earth shattering, but to a business, a company's big companies and brands, they look at these things because when it comes down that much, their profit margin is really small. Like example, like uh, if you talk to a restaurant that is a profit margin of 6%, 5%, that's all they take home. Most realtors don't live on just 5% of their commission, right, Mike? I mean, would right. you'd be able to go, hey, I spend 90% of my commission on expenses. I only get to keep 10. That most big businesses run that way. So when they see these drips, uh, drops in market, they're panicking, but agents shouldn't. That's the bottom line I'm saying. There's always a piece of the puzzle or a pie. There's always going to be enough business to go out there and get, and your profit margin should be so high in what you keep of the commission you make that a 10%, 15% or even 20% hit, you're still in business. Uh, Hopefully that makes sense. And hopefully it does, Tony. That's perfect. So if you're selling 10 homes, a 10% drop in the market might mean that you only sell nine next year. And from a buyer and seller standpoint, if we took away 10 or 12% of the current demand for houses, it's still a seller's market. That does not do enough to balance this market out. That's the point. This podcast is brought to you by Mike Ferrante from Century 21 Homestar and the 21 Mike team, real estate agents serving all of Ohio. Whether you're looking to buy, sell, or you're an agent looking to partner with the number two team for Century 21 in the entire U.S., contact Mike via email at mike at 21mike.com. Now, what's interesting is KCM gave us a great slide for the next one and and see what they did here. I want to show you uh, what they they did with the next slide. They uh, actually... Yep. Okay. There they actually go. crossed out two of the years because according to them, they're saying that in, in 94, this was an exception because rates got over 9% and we were in the throes of a recession. Okay. And in 06, 05 and 06, when rates skyrocketed, this was leading up to the crash of 08. So this drop in home sales it doesn't have the same circumstances going on as happened in those two years. So if you remove those two outliers, you essentially have the same number of home sales. Okay, and I, and I have some more data to, to kind of back this up. Let me just show you. First of all, we're, this is looking at appreciation of real estate, of homes in the, in the US since World War II. You can see that 
all through history, like you were saying earlier, Tony, home values trend upward. Now, yes, are there little up and downs here? Like you can see the little, the little bumps in the graph. Of course, there's little ups and downs. And the big exception being 2006, where we peaked, and then we started having the crash of 08 to 2012. Apart from that, since World War II, 1945, home values have continued to rise. And that's what you were talking about earlier. Yeah, so Tony. I think exactly the same thing is going to happen here. You're going to see another drop kind of in probably, my opinion, the same amount of time. So how many years is that you think before it started going up again? You know, like four years, five years, now maybe you yeah. know, 2010. 2012 was the bottom by my uh, the numbers I right, ran. Right, so six years. So I, I, my opinion, if someone says, I'm going to buy a house, you know, you know, over, over the list price, you know, uh, very high, but I think I'm, I'm going to need to sell three years from now. I'm like, I, if you really need to, but I can't guarantee, you know, my opinion is probably going to be lower and people don't see that. So especially when you think anybody that's saying, Hey, I'm going to buy 10 and stay in here at least minimum 10 years. I think you're pretty safe compared based on the history. Yeah, especially when you factor in costs of selling, you know, closing costs, lender costs, realtor costs, you know, if you're going to be very short term, don't plan on making a lot of money on your house in the next couple of years. Now, some of the things that are different about today's market versus these past markets where there were those big drops, first of all, lending standards. Right now, we're not looking at the crazy lending practices that were going on. And Tony, you were very conscious of the uh, mortgage market uh, back during the crash. Uh, lenders were doing some crazy stuff. You know, the, so we're talking about borrower risk and product risk. And what they're, what they're trying to say is that it's not the same environment. The lenders aren't making these crazy loans that they know half of them are no good. And people aren't losing their jobs right right now. So the risk of people defaulting is actually much, much lower in today's environment than it was 2006 to 2012. Right. And that's where uh, I actually was reading an article, uh, Lawrence Young, uh, the chief economist for National Association of Realtors, and he's been the chief economist, I think, over close to 30 years or plus. And one of the things he said was, it's going to be a, a, a softer recession because in, in normal we have more jobs than people need jobs and uh especially in real estate it's not the same market so like back in 08 and that era because of the loan standards like you're referring to mike we they within months they cut out probably 25 to 30 i mean 25 to 40 percent of buyers because they the way the they overcompensated for stuff. So they just, because of policy and lending, it just cut out like uh, half the buyers out there for a while. So it's uh, that's not going to happen here. Right. The other thing that KCM summed up for us that was really cool is how mortgage payments are affected. So what was happening in 2004 through 2008, for example, people were using their houses like ATMs. Every you, you couldn't turn a corner without seeing or hearing someone saying, hey, cash out, refi your house, build that deck, build a sunroom, build an addition, buy a vacation home, buy a boat. And that's what people did. And at 2006, it, it peaked where 
people's, uh, the, the difference in mortgage payments was thousands of dollars. People were using, they were taking homes that had no debt against it and mortgaging them to the hilt so they could cash out. Well, if you look at the numbers today, 2020, 2021, people aren't doing that. There, there are not these big increases in mortgage payments because people are not using their houses like ATMs. Right. No, I, mem- I remember vividly back uh, uh, at that time that we had people refinancing houses, cash out, the house that were paid for because their financial advisor was saying the stock market's going up. If you take out $100,000 on your house, you put it in the stock market, that's going to go up. And then your payment on your house is tax deductible and you're going to take a break on that. And people were refinancing just invest money. And yep. when the markets came down and then all of a sudden they didn't realize, well, we have to sell, uh, you know, we're, we're moving, we have to move and the value wasn't there. That's where a lot of people got, you know, underwater and, and, and got into foreclosure situations. Perfect segue, Tony, because what happens when you leverage yourself to the hilt? You have no equity and it's easy to walk away from your home. And that's what we saw happening 06 to 2012 homeowners were literally walking away because they realized not only had values dropped, but because they owed so much, they were upside down. So that talks about the next thing, the next piece of data that KCM gave us talking about loan to value. That's the percentage of money that you owe compared to the value. And most people think, well, you know, if I did an 80% loan, you know, where I put down 20%, my loan to value is 80%. And most people feel pretty good about that, right, Tony? I mean, in general, if you're putting 20% down, you feel like I've got some good equity in my house. The average loan to value right now in the United States is 30.8%. That means that people on average only owe a little over 30% compared to the value of their home. Most people have a ton of equity, and that is very different than the crash in 08. Yep. No, it it hit the nail on the head with that. Yeah. Well, I I wish I could say this was my research. I I, I got this uh, again. I've given them credit like 10 times throughout this. I I highly recommend KCM. But, you know, the the moral of the story here is that, yes, you know, we're talking about a recession. We are talking about the market slowing down. But this bus is going 100 miles an hour. It needs to slow down to maybe 50 or 60 miles an hour. And that's only going to be good. We all know that high rates of inflation are bad for a country, bad for an, an, an economy. Tony, you mentioned earlier about labor. You know, there's so many jobs out there that we can't fill. You know, it's actually healthy for an economy to have a little bit of unemployment because that means that there's a, a pool of, of people that companies can hire. Uh, there should be some, some turnover. That's normal. And no, Tony, you, with... you, you've seen markets change. I mean, it's oh, a healthy right. thing, right? Yeah, no, I just looked and yeah, when I got into real estate in 92, the average 30-year fix was, uh, I think it was close to uh, eight, 8.5, you know? So <laughs> I've been in the eights and then the sevens and everywhere in between, uh, between, you know, almost 9% and, you know, the lowest there. And I've ne- in the there's always been a market 
for for agents you know agents uh there's always a real estate market which is so knock on wood there's all it doesn't matter where the rates are going i always say it sparks up conversation <laughs> so when you're it's more prospecting and getting out there because people see the news interest rates going up what do you think what's going to happen so you have talking points so that's right uh, i i you know some of this is there's silver lining against some of this when real estate and rates go up it gives you more opportunity to talk to people well, and certainly our role as realtors, as the trusted advisor, you know, we need to be educators. We need to have the information so that when people ask us about this, you know, buyers and sellers want to know what's going on. And certainly we shouldn't, we shouldn't approach it from a sales standpoint. You know, Tony, you're talking about talking points and you and I are hundred percent on the same page that we are educators. We need to have the information because we are the experts. Just like if you go to a doctor, you don't tell the doctor, Hey, uh, cut me here. If you're going to do surgery, the doctor is going to tell us that we need to be the people with the information. So we understand how to explain to people without trying to sound like we're selling them on, Oh, don't worry about it. It's not, don't worry about it. It's here's what's likely to happen. And here's the data to back it up. Final thoughts, Tony. Nope. That's about it. I just got to run. I got to do my 12 o'clock, you know? Uh, yes, sir. <laughs> well, thank class. you as always for joining us. Uh, I'm going to uh, put a bow on this and thank you again. Uh, please, if you're on a platform where you can subscribe, please hit that subscribe button and we will see you next week with some more uh, 20 minutes of, tra of training. So catch you all next week. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed free beer and real estate from Century 21 Homestar and the 21 Mike team. Please subscribe to our podcast and find us on YouTube by searching for Mike Ferrante, Cleveland Realtor. You will find videos, training, and even recipes from 21 Mike's Vegan Kitchen.